Listen, listeners, all the time has come, and you know the boy's about to begin again. Talking hobby, sharing points of view. You know the boys are probably good for a laugh or two. It's true. Cause you're rolling, rolling with ones tonight. We're glad you stopped by tonight to roll with ones tonight. Welcome to the Rolling With Ones podcast. As per usual, I am your host, Aaron. And joining me around the hobby table, Drew and Jermaine. Hello, lads. G'day. G'day. How we going? Uh, so, on this fine day of recording, it's also Father's Day. So, uh, happy Father's Day to all the all the dads out there, all, all the emperors and the and the primarchs and all their sons. Um, big day for us boys. Uh, a couple of us are dads, and I'm sure um, Drew considers them considers himself a, a dad in some regards. Thank you, Drew. I'm, I'm a dad to all my guitars and my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you don't have to change their nappies. So. <laughs> I've got to change strings, and I'm very bad at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, look, one of those things doesn't leave you covered in bloody body fluids, so that's that's fine. Unless um, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, no. Then it's a viscous spray. Viscous spray. Oh, yeah, well, you, you get that. So, um, lads... <laughs> Uh, new in the world of hobby. Let's just jump straight in. Um, big, big couple of weeks um, that we've uh, we've kind of just jumped through with the uh, Games Workshop having their new releases over the over the Nova opening. So that's covering anything from there. What I'm I'm now calling them so the Volton. I'm now calling them the Space Dwarves. I think that's fair. I don't think that's. They are just stealing. They're just more and more aesthetic of the space dwarves. Um, they just look like dwarves in space. Um, not uncool, but I don't know. Not sure if that's if that's doing it for you guys, but they look. Some of them look pretty cool. Not cool enough to completely change army for for myself, but very nice. Um, new Warhammer Underworlds, uh, and then many offerings for Age of Sigma, so you're going to get some Slaves of Darkness uh, and a couple of is that man-eaters and stuff like that, so ogres and all sorts. Uh, the 40k offerings was Corn Berserkers, so I'll make all those uh, crazed maniacs really, really happy. Um, they look awesome. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot to like in there. Uh, I've, I've always found like even the older Chaos bits were still very, very nice. So They're still relevant, yeah, most of the kits. Like, yeah. It's impressive, honestly. Yeah, that kit hold that kit has held up very well, but obviously um, they've gone nowadays with um, some more theme towards certain chaos gods, which is nice. Um, especially if you if you are supporting any one of those factions, it's nice to have something that kind of leans more to your flavor. Um, well, but talking about one, chaos, yeah, well, the yeah. like everyone's probably seen the air quote revealing slash leaked photos of the demon prince, right? Yeah, yeah. the the main face they used looks so much like Ryuk from Death Note. I was like, <laughs> can you guys really uh, get I mean, away look, with that? Death Note's pretty big. The inspirations, uh, I, 
I'm always it always amuses me when like there's copyright um, infringements and stuff like that. There's so many, uh, so many games borrow inspiration from some, from somewhere else. For sure. Um. So it's it's um. There's a lot of blurred lines. So uh, I guess yeah. It's 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 an interesting space. I um. Well. I uh, I for one I enjoy t different tastes of different things, and uh, I guess I don't know. You want to you want to protect the original creator, but you also like, uh, well, you know, let them show your own influence as yeah, well. Yeah, let them do something cool with it because they are. Uh, but the big reveal, the big reveal was the Horus Ascended model. Um, that's a biggie. That was a that's a real biggie. That's uh, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna say it. I I will not fear to tread. <laughs> um, geez, the Sons of Horus fans get treated really really nicely, don't they? They are given a lot of lovely models to look at and add to their collection, and a lot of um, let's be let's be honest. I think we can all agree that they are they are treated very nicely in the rule book selections as well. So um, Horus is no different. Uh, the Ascend Horus is again another wonderful model. I for one, I just would have liked to see him see him a lot a little more. What's the best word? Um, a little more fallen to the chaos gods because he's he's not like his brothers where he's not he's just taking on that one aspect so i think that's a lot easier for like obviously um the other ones change completely uh whereas horace kind of holds he holds a lot of his form um whereas but he he's far deeper in all four of their favors and i would have liked to see that a little bit more like degrading coming out through him kind of like he yeah i, I think he's more like was spiritual and it's hard to like put that into a model where like the aura would be twisted around him like just being in his presence would be yeah and like blood curdling and you could probably hear screams from the neverborn and and all that sort of thing uh but still a really nice model i just think uh yeah i, I wouldn't have had him look clean, clean as I think he does. yeah that's just the yeah no, i i agree you know i i don't know if everyone else would be their cup of tea but just around his face like almost like a warp burn or just something yeah, just yeah, like yeah. yeah just a little something there it's it's always hard to tell because like until you've got it in your hands the model itself you can't see it all and it may have just been the way the person's painted it like it's it's really hard to tell um but yeah i think there's a lot more room i like even his um his 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 wolf fur pelt still looks like very untouched and maybe that could have been something that they could add a little bit more flavor to i think that that would have been a really nice opportunity to capitalize on he, like because you don't want to make his armor look run down or anything like that he's he's the war master that would that just, just wouldn't happen um but you you would like to see it like in some places it's twisted and it's like infused with the chaos magic and stuff like that what about you drew what do you think yeah i think like the uh, royal demon prince it's like apples and oranges mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're like everything you're saying yes and I think the word we're looking for is like it needs better chaosy iconography. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 got so a lot like of... help emulate that presence. Yeah, that you know he's turned to the darker arts. Yeah, instead and really of embrace them too. It's not like a, it's not like he's just touched a, a bit of it. He's he's all in. <laughs> he's there's no way out. You know, false gods, spoilers. You know, has the sword. You know, yeah. Well, he's a bad banner. He, he's tainted. They I should show like that. There's a big giant hole in his side from where Russ skewered him like, <laughs> like a kebab. 
Um, yeah, maybe they could add that in for me. Um, that's a because, collector's model. It's the kebab horrors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the kebab horrors. That's what we really want. The ascended, because he he um, kebabbed him when he was ascended. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Russ is the best. Um, just, <laughs> How far is? <laughs> I just uh, I, I I do love. I do. I actually I hate the Sons of Horus with a passion, like just the whole Legion in general, but they are wonderful models. And again, it's gonna, th- that model in particular, I know is going to make a lot of people really, really happy. The base itself is, it's kind of funny because it goes from uh, having this grand staircase with an eagle uh, to essentially a war, war ground, like covered in... Um, yeah, in the bones and the... Debris and everything. Yeah. I'm in love with the base of this model. You love, I the love base? it. Yeah, okay. Because I almost would have had it. So Need small base. <laughs> in my mind, there's there's a like an almost. I would have had him on. Uh, what's his ship called? Oh, Insert on. ship name. <laughs> yeah. So on his flagship, um, uh, it'll strike me. As uh, HMS flagship. Turncoat. Yeah, H- on the HMS Turncoat. Um, I really feel like like because. In the end, that's where the big confrontation is going to happen. So I really vengeful would have liked, spirit. I, yeah, vengeful spirit. That's the one. Thank you so much. I really would have liked to see like, like almost a thematic base leading up to that kind of confrontation. So like, have him on the vengeful spirit, but he's like, because that's probably another way they could have made it very chaosy. Is that like you could have the stairs, but the stairs have like screaming faces, which um, could be almost depicted as moving and stuff like that. Um, mm, yeah, that'd be oh, sick. Yeah, it, there's a there was a lot of room for that. Obviously, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I'm a, it's only one man's ideas, but I feel like that that to me would have been a really cool base that they could have capitalized on. Who knows? They may just also have a, a separate scenic base. Um, but I feel like for a lot of people, that's the confrontation they've always been wanting to to set up. Eventually, on the board is Horace and uh, Big Daddy E. Um, and just absolutely have fun with it. Um, but also a lot of people are saying, like, because they've made Ascended Horus, they're like, oh, the Emperor. And, like, uh, of course, they're going to, no doubt they're going to make some, um, well, they're already doing 40K with the uh, Chaos Ascended versions of some of the Primarchs. I would also love to see some, um, another versions of other, prim- like the Loyalist Primarchs too. Because, um, like, maybe a Sanguinius that's not flying. A core accent that's not flying, a rust with his spear, like a a, a Khan on actual on his bike. So I feel like there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of uh, room for GW to continue printing money. Um, so that's fun and happy times. Um, other than that, they've got the kill team releases, so I th- I feel like yep, and the Warcry as well. Yeah, kill team Warcry. Um, I like the idea of kill team, but I just don't. It's again, it's one of those things where I just like how much time do you have? because I don't have enough time to play them all. So, Kill Team gets moved to the side. They also... A couple of novels. Yes. The Jackie Flint book and miniature collection came out last week. The Hollow King, which was previewed in, like, February or something, that novel finally came out. And the model, the vampire character. Yes. And also the Liber Mechanicum for the forces of the Omnisar for the Horus Heresy. Yep. As um, well, getting the greatest offering of all. The classic flamers of Zench are made to order right now. You're right. No, no. 
get out of here and take that attitude with you. Uh, we're talking about the Siege of Terror, Echoes of Tony yes. by the great Aaron Dempsey Bowden. Um, I just I left mine in my car. Oh, I forgot about that. He is a fantastic writer. Um, I just thoroughly enjoy all of his works. Most of it is like... It's really thick. Like I picked mine a, up today and it's it's like two brick. Yeah, love it. She big. Not, not not big enough, I say. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, not sure if you saw it in the because it was floating out there in the pre-releases. Obviously, the 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 next the next one after that one is they go into the, the final part of it, and that's going to be split into a few different parts because they've only yeah. done volume one, um, and that's by done by the great um, Dan Abnett. Dan Abnett. So he's going to kick that one off. I'm wondering who who's going to get final, like. Or if it, all three of them are Dan? Like, I'm assuming it's three. I'm pretty reason. sure it's all Dan, because yeah. from the thing I read before the Echoes came out, they said that he was wrapping up the whole series. So, oh, Mate, could you imagine having to write those three weighty times? <laughs> well, oh, one word at a time, I guess. Yeah, look, I just... I'm always I'm always utterly impressed by the scale and the scope of the, the Heresy books that that you have so many writers writing collaboratively on the same topic. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a wonderful ride. Um, it's a bit sad to see it end, really. Um, but um, I'm glad it's happened in my time. Uh, other than that, so let's let's jump away from them just a little bit, uh, unless you guys have got anything else to add from Games Workshop side of things. Uh, there's one other preview model coming out for the... Um Imperial Assassins. They had the preview yes. for Vanus Info, oh, okay. Info, yes. the Vanus Infosite. Looks pretty, pretty, yep. pretty cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind the Assassins. I, I don't. I run Marines, so <laughs> I've never got a need for an Assassin. <laughs> what about you, Drew? Have you used any Assassins? Mm, I've been to care a couple of times. A couple of times, yeah. So, like, I, I really like the aesthetic and the like, yeah, theme. And the like law behind the assassins and stuff like that. Like I find that really appealing. But yeah, I feel like if I cl- if I grab one of those J man, um, it will be a paint project and probably nothing else. Um, yeah, I don't don't know where I'd use it. Um, the last thing would probably be the arcane cataclysm sigma box that has Zinch and Lumineth in it. Lumineth, yes. Uh, did you enjoy the Lumineth? How did you guys? How did you guys feel about the Lumineth? It got announced a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling up. I've almost found it. Here we go. So it was announced a couple of days ago that the Battle Tome roadmap. Yeah. Yes. Is Which summer. I really like that they're doing those now. Yeah. So in summer we have Zench book, another Lumineth book. The Ogres, mm-hmm. uh, in, in autumn, Ogres and Sons of Behemoth. And then winter for next year is the Slaves to Darkness. Is that our like our summer? Is that what we're talking here? When you're saying autumn, do you mean spring? Right. I believe... Mm, maybe our spring is their summer because we haven't got the new, new, no, new Lumina for. Our spring is their autumn and our summer is their winter. I don't know. It's That's the picture here. 
<laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's not rocket science, Drew. It's just no. opposite. Um, so yeah, all right. So that that's coming relatively short uh, shortly then, because we just kicked into spring. Yeah, and when I was at my local store today, got told about the new the Asgillioth box. Yes. So the Palinor Fields boxes, they got told to put these stickers on them to okay. alert new like customers before they're buying that box that there is actually a new rule book with different rules coming out. So the book that actually comes in the Asgillioth, we assume is just all the FAQs and all that sort of stuff put into same, one. Yeah, because I'm not sure if it's going to have actual new rules or not. And it's no, it's the same exact same rule good. set. It's just got all the FAQs in it. Okay, cool. So it's like a one-stop drop, really. Yeah. So just anything that they've altered along the way, um, with, but exactly the same. So like, no one's gonna. It's not not a huge deal. No, not a game breaker. Yeah, nice. Um. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, uh, Crisis Protocol have a few things coming out, which is exciting. I know we've started to have a look, a closer look over there. Um, they've got the new Captain America and the original Human Torch coming out for pre-order. Baron Striker and Armin Zola. So Armin Zola was the, in, if you ever watched the movies, he was in, uh, not Winter Soldier. Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Yep, and he's also in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the TV series. Yeah, he was the guy in the computer. Um, it, it, I think it is Winter Soldier. Oh, no, no. So I, viewers? I, was, I was still on Strucker. <laughs> Not Zola. Well, Baron. No, no. We're talking. Armin Zola was the scientist. Really. Yeah. Um, but that's all right. And it's also got um, Cry, Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. That's pretty cool. And I like that. Um, there's also this Hydra tank terrain and ultimate encounter. I like that they have these as kind of like bigger boss fights, which is really cool. I really like how they've done that. So those are some offerings that they're giving out shortly. Um, they also have a Red Skull and Hydra. I'm hoping they eventually do, like, the Iron Skull, which is, uh, Red, Red Skull in Iron Man's armor, because that, that, that's pretty dope. That's when he becomes a real badass and makes his cabal, which is, you know, terribly frightful. Um, so that's all fun and games with them. Uh, what else have we got? I think that's about it. Anything else, lads? Anything else to add you in the world of hobby? Well, I think that's pretty much it from what I can remember, to be honest. Crickets. All right. Excellent. So we will take a short break and then we'll be back with the main event. to the main segment all right today we're going to have a real uh real in-depth conversation about a few of our faves we're in a, a real lucky time where also um a lot of the stuff that we have an interest in tabletop hobby also comes from other mediums so we're going to have a bit of a chat about all those kind of things um the most recent uh offering is from prime uh amazon prime uh with the lord of the rings rings of power series um, which is, you know, just a, another wonderful opportunity for source material and new models. Just, I love new models. I, um, I'm not, 
I, I don't know if you've seen it, Jermaine. I know Drew hasn't. Um, the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. But I um I can't wait for a, if and then even if it's not GW based, I can't wait for people to get inspired by that and create wonderful new models for me to. to paint. Yep. Yeah, no, I I, I haven't um, started watching it yet. I know the first two episodes came up on Prime, but I'm just gonna give myself at least two weeks. That way, I've got a nice big batch to. Yeah, so it'll be one every Friday, um, and I believe the first series, uh, the first season is eight episodes in total. Um, so there's a lot of lot of mystery going on there, um, but yeah, we're definitely worth a watch. So I don't know, if, there's a, there's a lot of like trolling going on, and some people are unhappy, some people are happy, but I. I've enjoyed it thus far, and I, I'm I'm intrigued to see where the story goes. Um, it's always interesting when they when they take something as far back as the first age when you had the last one, uh, the Lord of the Rings offering and Hobbit. Like they really focused on like the the ending of that second age and the, the third. So it's kind of kind of interesting that you know you've got all that happening and way different spears. So there's a lot of a lot of a lot of room for I guess rewrites as well um, because. Not always will the source material be followed. Um, Drew, this was your your topic of choice. Where would you like to start, big man? What do you, what do you want to cover first? Yeah, so my topic idea was generally pretty broad, so it gives mm -hmm. a lot of mm -hmm. opportunity to be able to talk about a lot of different thoughts and ideas that we have being hobbyists slash nerds slash geeks, whatever you want to call it. And the idea was essentially if you have a favorite movie, comic, video game series or a character to present what it is and if they could have their own sort of like spin-off board game or tabletop style system how would you envision it and if it already exists is there a way that you yourself have ideas to make it different all right all right uh what, what do you want to start with first what do you what are you loving what, what get a got a favorite movie that stems off a, a tabletop game Not really. My my favorite movie of all time is Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. <laughs> would you like a Would you like a game out of that? But like actually having a, a miniature of him would be pretty funny. Like I would paint that with the flower flowers on his shirt and his you know broken car with the windscreen and. I don't think that should be too hard to find. I'm sure. We <laughs> I'm sure someone's made it. I'm sure there's an STL file out there somewhere of um. Oh, for sure. With his strut. Hmm. And like, if you push a button, it makes him dance as well. That'd be my favourite. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, J-Man, favourite movie that's kind of hot. Well, yeah, the, I'm a massive horror nerd, as you know, Aaron. Um, but uh -huh. one thing I'd love to see a like a tabletop version of. I know there's like RPG versions of it for this series, but my favourite all time is Evil Dead. So okay. I would love to get. A, and I've, I did take a look, obviously, as we do our prep for the show each fortnight. I um, yeah. had a look to see if there was anything. There's only really RPG games where it's just, you know, not the hugest thing. But there's a series of um, tabletop games by Unmatched. Um, and they do a few different. It's like a small, like, skirmish game. Um, so yep. you get your choice of, you know, where... Um, it, it's a two-sided board, so you get your two choices of areas for it. Um, and, yeah, you have little skirmishes. I mean, one of their latest releases is uh, called Cobble and Fog. 
And what they've done is they've got, you know, Sherlock Holmes, Dr. Jekyll, Dracula. And it's, uh, you know, essentially they go against each other on this little little board doing different things um, to essentially take each other out. <laughs> um, so I, I would love something like that, or but in the Evil Dead universe, because after, you know, 40 years of Evil Dead, it's a huge, huge thing now where there's different yeah, variants, like especially with the latest game that came out, I bought it as soon as it came out. And, you know, you've got characters from Evil Dead 1, 2, 3, and one of the upcoming patches is going to be the girl whose name eludes me right now from the remake slash reboot that was done by Fede Alvarez. Um, so she's coming to the game. So, yeah, a tabletop kill team style sort of game uh, with those characters I think would be something I would love playing. That's that's fair. I know there's a yeah, there there's like one horror one that, and again, I will, I promise, I will find what it's called. I have met, heard it mentioned on two other podcasts that I listen to, and I will, I I will find it and I will share it with you. And I know you, it it's right up your alley because it's all horror stuff and it has a real cool aesthetic to it. Um, so when I eventually refind that game, um. I will share it with you, but yeah, the, there's a lot of room in the horror horror genre, and as you said, like Evil Dead has a lot, a lot of history in it now. Like multiple movies, TV series, um, Scott Smith. <laughs> yeah. what, what more do you need to? <laughs> I feel more things in life would be better with a bit more Bruce Campbell. Oh well, you know, I, I very fair. Notice, and that had plenty of Bruce Campbell in it. Um, Good old Sam Axe. Yeah, it was, it, yeah. Well, yeah, it was very good. Um, that, see, that's. I would say, like, I. If I was to have one, and I was to, so favorite movie wise, like hobby, I feel like we've come a long way. Like there, are, there's some cool like. With my 40k stuff, like we've got all the books, all this, the books are like source material. I, I've always loved the term an unreliable, unreliable narrator when I'm reading the books because it's all like it allows you a lot of room to kind of do what you like with your models and stuff like that. So the, there's always like a though it's a big wide galaxy. Just because they're covering this doesn't mean it couldn't like you couldn't have your your models do something else. And it's kind of also what's helped with having like two Primarchs who are who they'll never never really talk about as well there's a lot of room for their you to do something with their gene seed if you if you don't dig the flavor of any of the other ones um uh the lord of the rings has a whole bunch of movies and source materials um again i think we covered in in the um the lord of the rings special my favorite ones are those but if i was to go with an another like another series that i absolutely love that i'd love to see in like model form, I think it would be Final Fantasy. Nice. Yes. I think there's a lot of room for it. Yes. That's what uh, the, and about. It, it's made that much easier with the fact that they have those, um, so many of those crossover games anyways, that I feel like there's so much room for all their heroes to have them in the same kind, a bit like Pro Marvel Crisis Protocol, uh, where they have like the, um, oh, what's it called? 
multiple uh, universe universes. events where they cross over timelines and all sorts. There's so much room for for all that kind of stuff. Um, I um, I feel like if I if I could choose something, that's the only one that's kind of missing. Because again, like everything else is made into a, <laughs> it's made into a tabletop game. Thank you, Kickstarter. <laughs> like it just. Uh, um cyberpunk has one uh, the witcher has one um uh arthurian legend which i i really enjoy that that aesthetic that old that like english knight with arthur and his knights and stuff like that mixed with this magic of like morgan Le Fay and and um you know and uh what's his name the uh, the wizard Merlin, uh, who I kept thinking, about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not Gandalf. But it's clearly, Gandalf. Gandalf is the far yeah, superior. So like, oh, I mean, look, hundred percent is is uh, could it be Merlin? Um, no, but it's it's really, yeah, it's really cool to have all these options. And even like again, Batman and and Superman and the Flash, they're all in the the. The DC miniature game, and and you got all the Marvel ones in the Marvel game, and like, yeah, I just, I, I'm very, I'm not, I don't have to often wonder about like, oh, will something have a game? Like, it it, it usually will if if you dig slightly, dig far enough. But I um, I feel like there's a space in it for Final Fantasy, and I feel like there's there's enough of a fan base and enough of a crossover where I feel like it would be really successful um the only other thing i could think of is if i was like to kind of tweak a game um i'd kind of tweak uh crisis protocol a little bit where it has um some of the oh some of the campaign based elements like where your hero can get injured or or something negative can happen to them or maybe they can't use an ability and stuff like that so like um, a real cool example would be like Thor becoming unworthy, so you can't use Mjolnir, or like he he just gets like a baseline stat Thor. Um, so cool things like that. That would be, that'd be Iron, Man Iron Man broken arc reactor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just like you know, a whole bunch of like things that that you could add into it. I think that's that would be a nice little tweak and a tweak or an add-on. Um, I've I, got I a know, good one. Uh, Deadpool taking a. Uh, injury to the head and becoming sane that would be he just goes by wade and he works at your local my little pony store nice nice goes and tries to find a blockbuster mm-hmm. to work at and then realizes they're all gone and then um, that's what makes him go insane <laughs> that's what brings him back it's <laughs> realizing that he really but, really needs blockbuster well, um yeah i think yeah Cause especially maybe because one of the movies, well, two movies I really liked when I was younger was Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, and I actually really liked the Final Fantasy Spirits Within movie, and everyone I know who's seen both, for people that didn't like Final Fantasy stuff as much as I do, all hated the Spirits Within, because they didn't realize that like the Spirits Within is supposed to be its own standalone thing. Because they were like, oh, it didn't follow on any from any of the games. I was like, it was never. Was that the one with Alec Baldwin as one of the voices? Uh, I don't know. I remember the cover being the chick with the black hair. Yeah. Um, when they're doing that thing. It's kind of like, when I think about it, it's kind of like Lost Planet Extreme Condition. Because it's like the orange spirits coming around and doing stuff. But I, 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 th- I think it's pretty underrated, personally. But 
I do have one thing to add for that one in particular, Jared. I almost feel like that that particular that whole movie would have gotten better reviews had it just not had Final Fantasy's attached. Yeah, I feel like that's where it kind Fair. of misled misled a few of the fans, is they they did think that it would not be its own universe. I think when you think Final Fantasy, my mind immediately attaches to the games um, and not to original IP movies. Um, Well, I I assume someone else is probably going to pick Final Fantasy as a potential tabletop game as well. Just for the simple fact that, yeah, as you said before, A-Dog, that the world is just so big. So many of them. There's so many possibilities. And Pick yes, anyone, and it's rich and filled with characters. And they, they're for te- a lot of them are fantastically written stories with memorable locations. And yeah, it looks like great. the world of Ivalice, which is yeah. around FF12, 14, Tactics, Vargan Story. Like, that'd be awesome. No, and yes, it is Alec Baldwin. No. Yes, I've, I've, I've just been, fact, I've been fact-checking myself as well. But look at that cast. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, I, I don't care about Alec Baldwin. What I care about is I want a, I want a Blitzball game. That's what I want in miniature form. I've mm. made up my mind. I All right, no, wait. I got it. I, I've got it. <laughs> um, 1,000% yes. I, I've got a great idea for a movie. Hear me out. The Replacements, <laughs> but in Blitzball. Okay. Oh, I love it. <laughs> A ragtag bunch of crew. Because <laughs> all, all the other guys like, that are we, we should that would be playing would have gone off to actually fight, <laughs> fight the big evils of the world. So it's just like left to the janitor to play. Um, <laughs> the same guy that does the hydro jets. Um, he's out there having having, having a kick. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What have I done? Uh, mm, love it. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna so, flip flip to the next one on that though because. You were lucky enough to give me a little bit of a list here, Drew. Comic. Mm. Do you have a comic? Because for me, this one was super simple. All right, so I've read far more of the DC stuff than I have of the Marvel stuff. My um, man. My big, my big fans um, from either universe. I'm a, I'm a big Thor fan. And I'm a big Flash fan, and I've read heaps. Of it's shocking. Stuff. But I think <laughs> I had yeah, shocking stuff. Um, but I think Flashpoint by far is its best. Yep. Like it is the best version of Flash. It is. It is. Yeah, things get real wacky. Um, kind of like it's that one is for Barry Allen. It's that one learning experience as to like what kind of holds him instead for the rest of his life as to why he doesn't do a lot more in the time traveling sphere. Um, he just he doesn't mess around with it anymore after that. <laughs> he leaves well enough alone, which he should have obviously he should have done to begin with. But he thought like that one that one action wouldn't have any consequences, and that's kind of like the again it's the it plays on the butterfly effect and how so many things can can be different rippling off of his one choice to save his mum. So um, I think that by far and away is is so cool, and I, I'm always yeah I. I I love it. I love that 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 comic book, and lucky enough, I can play the Flash and in, in the uh, the DC version of the miniatures game. So they've got a couple of cool offerings, and so many flashes, more flashes than you can wave a stick at. So which is always handy. Um, uh, J Man, I know you have read many a comic. Yes. Uh, so uh, I say I, I a couple of my favorites from years ago, but bef- well. One of them became a series 
on Prime mm-hmm. that I, uh, on um, Stars, I should say, sorry, that actually led me to the work of um, the preacher and the boys. So obviously, their oh, preacher yes. didn't wasn't you know a big hit with everyone. A lot of people that I know that had read the comic as well didn't like a lot of the changes. But um, yeah, sort of. I, I'd read the preacher series, which led me to the boys, um, and then. They were like, yep, the boys, the series is coming out. I was like, awesome. That's going to be great. And it has. I like all the subtle changes they've made. Um, fun fact for those playing at home is that with the character of um, we, we Huey on the show, played by uh, Jack Quaid, in the original comic books, he was actually modeled after, oh, God, I've forgotten his name now, Goatee, English. Sean of the Dead. Yep. Oh, what's his bloody name? Sean. Uh, Sean Penn. <laughs> no, Sean Penn's the guy that's a pen in the ass. Um, oh, what's his name? Jesus Christ. Anyway. I got nothing God damn you, it. I'm dying. I'm dying in the vat in the garage. Um, that would help. <laughs> I take it, Drew, you've got no offering on this either. <laughs> My bad. Simon Pegg. <laughs> Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. So, yes, we Wee go. Huey was ba- based to look like... Sean, Sean Penn is um, I Am Sam. Lucy yes. in the sky <laughs> with diamonds. <laughs> you know what's so great about that is all I thought in my head was Sean <laughs> Simon Pegg. That's what, yeah, I was, I was at, like... I just somehow connected those words to him and I never looked back. I just... <laughs> but um, the character of Huey in the comics was actually based to look like him, uh, Simon Pegg, but because um, they'd been wanting to do a series for a while. Um, and, yeah, then they ended up... Obviously, he got he's too old now to do it, so they've obviously went with a completely different-looking actor um, in Jack Quaid for that one. But our old, our old mate, Lord of the Rings alumni, Carl Urban, in that show was amazing. I, oh, I have a soft spot for Carl Urban. I love a lot of what he does. Um, Dread, which again, fantastic miniatures. If you ever, ever want to do that, fantastic comic books. Really cool dystopian world, which is utterly a shitty place to live in. Um, which ironically we are probably careening towards. Uh, but also his um, almost human. I only got one fucking season. That ladies and gentlemen, can we please? I know it's been like what five, ten years. I don't care. <laughs> Get the season two together. <laughs> I needs it. I want. I need the boys to fight. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 <laughs> so he needs whoa. work again. Yeah, you, you heard me. I'll, I'll sink it by myself if I have to. I need that to fail. So, so that way he can turn his hands back to where I need him. Back to a season two of almost Kickstarter. <laughs> I just, I've, I need it. It's so good that I, I, I get how expensive it would have been to create it because there's so much CGI in it. But I love the, the, the dystopian world that he was in and. The mystery and the intrigue, and I um I thoroughly enjoyed it. And what I love about it is I found it after the Americans had already decided for me that they didn't want a season two. <sighs> Although one thing I'll tell you that Mr. Urban is still uh, campaigning for is Dread 2. He's still, oh, everywhere he goes when he's doing all these cons and everything, he's like, yeah, someone will ask the question, will we ever get a Dread 2? And he's like, I would happily come back and do it again. I would love to. I just, I can't see why it's so hard to get that one off the ground. It feels like we want it. Like, hmm, all right. 
Can't always get what we want. Shut up, mate. I will get what I want. I told you. Almost Human 2. Season 2, it's happening. Um, he did He did some wonderful things in Dread. Um, obviously, I, I'm a big fan that he didn't take off his helmet. Huge fan. Um, I think we all, like, Drew, um, have you seen the uh, sliced alone version of it? Dread? Okay. I'm literally looking at it on my shelf right now, and I was like... Which one? Dread or... Dread. Or the um, Stice Alone version of it, which is, I think... It is Judge Dread, yes. Yeah. Um, the case just says Dread. So that's the right one. Cause it, the... Yeah, that's the yep. colored one. Because I remember um, seeing that, like, oh, oh... I don't know, like 12 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Like, because the guys in my... Coincidentally, the Warhammer group I was in at the time were going on about it. And yeah. one of them... Air quote got it from somewhere and then put it on. It's fantastic. And then I, I remembered some crazy like action scenes in it. And then yeah, when JB had it on sale ages ago, real cheap, I was like, oh, I remember that movie, and I just it's bought it. And apparently, I've so got it because it's there on my shelf next to Archer. But, uh, um, he does. Yeah, he he doesn't take off his helmet, and he and so like it. It is literally just the. The visual of him as just, I, whereas I feel like when Stallone, you know when it's sly. <laughs> hey yo, wait, just uh, said <laughs> it. It's not, just it's not the law. I am the law. It's it's a bit like Arnie when um when Arnie does a role, all I can think of it as as being Arnie. I don't think it as being that character, which is like, you again pros and cons to both of those things, but like, it's it's really hard. <laughs> to put them in other roles. The only role I was kind of like, ah, oh, nah, even Conan, I still, I was still like, hey, that's Arnie. Um, it's the hair. It just, yeah, they just, Take they play themselves and rather than the role. I know. Like, I know. Kindergarten cop, man. Who is your daddy and what um, does he do? What does he do? Again, explain the accent to me. Why is he <laughs> such a heavy accent? Why was he a Russian with an Austrian accent in um, red, red, whatever it was called? Uh, <laughs> dead heat, red heat or some, some crap like that? <laughs> yeah, look. I just... Yeah, look. Wonder, just wonderful. I actually... It leads me to another... Because it led me to another thought of, of a tabletop game I'd love to see. So Jermaine, you were you were saying about the all the horror people um, of Ash and all that kind of stuff in like the one universe. What I'd love to see is all the really good but bad '80s heroes and all the really good but bad like '80s villains. Yes. In like a miniature board game, where like I don't know, you have like a bit like Marvel Marvel Pride uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol, where you have like a a situation. And like they they send in all these all these villains and all these all these heroes and they just kind of like I don't know bad one witty one liners and like Suicide Squad you mean? Oh, I, I love it. I reckon that that thing would sell. That like yeah. How how could you could kickstart that bad boy with just the idea and I think you'd still get you'd still get it off the ground. We're making million dollar ideas here. Like there's like yeah. three just in this one podcast alone. Mm. Hit us up. <sighs> Look, I just, if I was any good at art design, which I'm not, I would uh, I'd start popping in the air and redoing I'll, the... I'll tell you my top four villains I'd love to see in this game. 
Okay, okay. In yep, the in, 80s game? Oh, no, I, the, I, no in, the, in, the, in the action, but I would make it 80s slash 90s because there's a lot of good ones from the yeah, 90s yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And ma- Agreed. Obviously. And majority the of the ones I have in my list are from the 90s. Um, so okay. my number four, Cyrus the Virus Grissom from Con Air. Love it. You know, got to guess me some more of that. Because um, then, you, then you can have you, then you can have mixed cage characters too. Yeah, yep. In it too. Then I would have number three, Cast the Troy from Face Off. Then you could also have Nicholas Cage. <laughs> You can have John Travolta's character too. So what I'm hearing is Nick Cage is going to do really, really well. <laughs> no, no, my next two aren't surprisingly. I don't have Nick Cage involved, sadly. Well, I'm sure I can well, make we, a connection to it. Uh, we Cage, will. We, we definitely would. Uh, number two, Howard Payne. Now, for those that don't remember, that is Dennis Hopper's character in the movie Speed. Excellent. So I'm going to put, replace Keanu Reeves <laughs> out, of, uh, out of Snake Eyes. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. <laughs> he I'll pay it. <laughs> and my number one is, I think, one of everyone's favorites of all time, Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Excellent. So I'm replacing Gruber. I know that sounds sacrilegious, but I'm replacing it with uh, Nicolas Cage from God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I honestly think one of his great apotheosis. And just be grateful I didn't I didn't exchange mm. him with uh, Nicholas Cage's character from uh, the National Treasure. Oh, right? that's that's so true. Just, I, I went I went mm. the right way with this. Speaking of our um, Nick Cage love, has anyone else besides me watched his um that Nick that new movie where he plays himself? And I've forgotten the name of it. Is it yeah, Cage and Nick? the villain is um Pedro Pascal. Uh, what's his name? Pe- Pedro Pascal. It's always the pronunciation that always throws me off. Apparently, obviously, uh, he's actually a really, uh, for lack of a better word, lovely, lovely guy in real life as well, which is always um, always a nice warm and fuzzy uh, when you hear about that yep. kind of stuff where they're oh they're wonderfully successful, but they're also oh you could people. I could watch um, I could watch Drew, his interviews online forever. Yeah, Drew, who, who are you adding in our eighties nineties? Heroes of Villains. See, I haven't said my favourite comic yet, and it scares me because you're going to try and make my comics into Nick Cage. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of what, 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 what do you mean try? You act you act like I don't have a whole backlog of catalog of Nick Cage movies ready to go. Well, surprisingly enough, I didn't actually look a lot out of comics when I was younger but the comics okay. that I do own a few of is Sonic really I love like I'm hands down Dreamcast era Sonic adventure okay love it and like the Sonic comics are awesome and the new Sonic game coming out looks incredible and like just having miniatures of like the Sonic world to me would be awesome and the other thing that piques my interest a lot is a video game technically isn't a comic but it is because they did a very small manga of it that's only like three issues and I have them all Okay. which is the Devil May Cry nice I was about to say Jermaine loves that and yeah it's just as you were saying earlier with like how plastics and sculpts and stuff have just come a long way like I think 
Devil May Cry series character wise and the enemies and stuff people could do amazing things with them and like just even painting like Dante's red leather jacket and that sort of stuff like seeing other people's ideas and what they have and that's the same thing as Sonic like as I said I, I love Sonic I haven't seen the second movie the one that just came out really good ago, but the really first, good the first one I really liked oh you'll definitely like the second one man it uh, took, took the kids okay. to see it brilliant okay because like as as you know could have guessed earlier i love drew carey fucking he did i wasn't gonna correct yeah, I'm, him. Unfortunately, I did, I wasn't yeah. gonna correct him but uh <laughs> are you are you are you taking credit for his work? after i said it, i was like wait uh, <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna oh say whose drew is it anyway <laughs> whose yeah. line it's, it's definitely not my line because i am like actually Losing the, the plot today, and you know, I was supposed to say Jim Carrey, obviously, but That's uh, right. um, and because when I found out he was in the Sonic, as I said, Dr. Robot, Sean Penn was Simon, Pegg, so like, we're, we're all making mistakes. Here. Uh, I was like, you know, Sonic, love it, mm. Dr. Robotnik, Jim Carrey, amazing, okay. Pet Detective meets Sonic, hit mm -hmm. me up. And yeah, right. like, when I, when I seen the original reviews of it, people like hated it, and I was like, you know, I got scared to see it, but girlfriend at the time bought us gold tickets for my birthday when we seen yeah. it and I fucking loved it I'm big on not not reading other people's opinions I yes. don't I don't rate critics I just think um, they're in it for all the wrong reasons it's their it's their job to kind of poke holes and things and and like I don't feel like they're it's funny to say um I don't think they're in it for the joy of the, the movie anyways. Like, hate you know is I mean? going like, to hate. We used to have a friend, um, uh, Jermaine, who, who'd done a little bit of art schooling and you'd sit there with a movie and he'd, and he'd kind of <laughs> sit there and fucking talk you through the whole process of it. And you, you, it's enough to make you want to strengthen yourself. The amount of movies with director's commentaries I sat down and watched with said ex-friend. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a bit much. Like... I just feel like you don't have to. Yeah, you can, you can enjoy the movie without picking it apart. And sometimes it, I, and I guess that's just the the wrestling fan in me from a young age. You can suspend your disbelief. Your belief. Yeah, just absolutely, just go into it. A lot of the those really wacky movies like um, McGregor <sighs> and stuff like that. They just they they're not real and they're not meant to be taken realistically. And they just take you on a ride, and it's and it's fun. It's allowed to be fun, and you're allowed to like it, even if other people don't. I feel like, again, Star Wars is one of those kind of things where it's like a big, like it's always an up in arms when when something kind of happens in Star Wars. Like, a whole bunch of people love it, and then a whole a whole bunch of people hate it, and and it's okay for both to to feel that way. I've, I'm I'm always big on that where people are like, oh, you're not allowed to not like it, or you're not allowed to. To like this it's like no you're you're allowed to do either that's absolutely fine and you know what's not fine is just you pushing it on somebody else um give your opinion that's fine if someone asks for it that's cool uh, but uh, usually at the end of it i'll unless it's like and this will only be unless it's something that i actually couldn't sit and watch myself through i'll usually be like that's probably just one i'd, I'd avoid usually I'll, I'll give them an opinion based on like what i felt of it but no more than I won't sit there and just be like... Oh, the cinematography was absolutely terrible. They used 9mm, yeah, they should have used 16. I won't reduce nah. things to that. 
But that's cool. Um, that so you you want a Sonic game in miniature form? Sonic or Devil May Cry, yeah. Ugh. Preferably and both. Devil May Cry. I just want everything. A man doesn't want no, much. No, but I will. I would say I would replace um, Jim Carrey's Robotnik with um, Nicolas Cage in Willy's Wonderland as the janitor. <laughs> Can you yeah, get out, please? Also, <laughs> also what, I'm, what I'm taking from this, Drew, is I still need from you an 80s, 90s hero or villain to add to our terrible 80s and 90s hero or villain game. Well, he he already exists. That's why I didn't really want to say it. Who? Oh, like I'm a I'm a massive fan of Mr. Freeze. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, you can't have him because he's already in the Batman game. That's I why want I said. somebody from an eighties or nineties, terrible action, terribly great action movie. I want I want pick somebody else, please. Jackie Chan. Jackie. But which? But I just but which Jackie, Jackie Chan? Chan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Jimmy. I was, I was going to say who am I, but I'm pretty sure that movie came out in 2003. <laughs> so I'm going to going to Google that right now to see what. I'm came looking out. at that too. Which version of Jack? Which 1998. Which... It's 90s. <laughs> who am I, Jackie Chan? Is what I'm picking. <laughs> who does he face? The world, my friend. <laughs> what? He, he he gets amnesia, and he's like living out in the desert for a while. It's yeah. It's he doesn't land in the um South African jungle. Yes. Yes. And then, like, the rally comes through there, and he like drives a rally car and shit. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> it's. I feel like, and this is why I um, why I really love those those eighties nineties yeah. action movie classics, is the villains are really what sets that those movies apart for me. If you don't have a really good villain in it, it is really easy to forget. Well, I just thought of one. Okay, go on. Because I've made a couple of uh. Bad mistakes. I'm googling it to make sure that's the guy's name. <laughs> this is what we've come to. Is it going to be Biff Tannen from Back to the Future? <laughs> no. <laughs> Marty McFly. Hello, hello. The. Uh... Oh, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Come on, Alec Trevelyan. Alec Tre. Alec Trevelyan. Sean Bean. Goldeneye. Yeah. For England, James. Oh. <laughs> For England, James. Oh, just... From from Goldeneye. From, you know uh, the only part that kind of almost disqualifies them from, from, like James Bond's from being a part of it is that like they're not one shots. Does that make each sense? movie like, is in it's not a like it's, it's, it's not a like one, one off movie like Eraser by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, <laughs> it's like I feel like. Uh, I've got to set better ground rules for who who can and can't be in it. My rules will be like you, you, <laughs> you're only allowed to have one movie. It, like <laughs> it has to be like a a real like door opener and closer. We need to be done with your story by the end of it. I don't want to. I don't want to come back. Um, I'm not. I'm not. In lo- I love James Bond. Don't get me wrong. I I love James Bond, and I feel like there's a thousand other movies that we could pick Sean Bean from. That would equally fit into these roles. Um, who else could we? I want to think of one other really, really good one. I mean, see, like, I'm real scared of horror movies, so I haven't really seen that many. <laughs> and like, I, I can't even like. That's why I prefer comedies and stuff because I'd rather laugh than be scared. I'll give you Drew a great movie to watch. That is a blend of brilliant comedy and horror. 
the cabin in the woods. It is a piss, essentially almost like a piss take made by Joss Whedon of all horror movies set in the cab, a cabin in the woods. And it has Chris Hemsworth. So, you know, you're going to feel safe at his big beefy arms. It's a bit ridiculous, that movie. Maybe. I mean, I've, I've been watching some like odd Korean horrors with my brother in the last like Jesus six months Christ. or so. But obviously that's not 80s or 90s because they're pretty recent. But... Like, it's the same thing with, like, Freddy in that, like, like that'd be a cool character to paint. Oh, shit, yeah. You know, I had to literally, I had to literally Google to make sure yeah, Freddy that was the guy's name, because I was like, the guy with the fingers. The, well, the, uh, they, oh, Drew, they all, I'm pretty sure most of them have fingers, but, um, yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> Finger blades, sorry, Edward Scissorhands, angrier brother. <laughs> angrier, older, slightly more toasted brother. The, the unloved one, essentially. He I is, just, uh, I'd love to see you in a police lineup and you're like, <laughs> like he's got fingers. And they're like, so? Well, he's got 10. I counted him. <laughs> 10 fully adult fingers. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, one was pretty good. So. <laughs> he, he didn't oh, grow into it. That's, so that's, I believe that's called a pinky. Yes, sir. I'm more on. They give you a sheet of paper and go, "Can you please leave without making a fuss?" <laughs> oh boy, probably pay um, me to come back. <laughs> I just, I feel like we've we've stumbled across a really a really good idea here that just needs a um, million dollar a really robust rule set. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to take all my learning from my other games to to really make it work. All right, well. It'd have to have, and I feel like this is the big thing, for its style of the game that I would be going through for an 80s, 90s hero villain throwdown, it'd have to have really wacky deaths too. Really inventive ways to kill off people. Fatalities? Yeah. Now, are are we going to have some form of like battle or data cards to go with this game? You'd have to. I'm thinking like a chance card, and one of them be, oh no... You've taken a Hans Gruber. You've dropped from the top of Nakatomi Tower. I feel like those would also would almost be um, scenario cards. So they set out the scenario, like um, wife taken in the building kind of kind of stuff, and then you set up and you've got multiple floors or something like that. And then the flip side of that would be the you'd have to have the hero have like two sides to his profile like one when he's like freshening the day and one when he's like absolutely destroyed by the end of it um the real um john mcclain apotheosis where he goes from having his shoes on to having his shoes off cut his his feet cut up and (laughs) using a uh, fire hydrant to get back into into a building so there's a lot to a lot to take in there but don't don't worry ladies and gentlemen if this ever comes to anywhere close to an actual board game, I'll let you know. Um, I love that. That's um, that's a goodie, and it's kind of something like I was just stumbling across. Like, that's there's so many really cool, wacky out there, fun games, and I, I feel like something like that is just it, you would have to everything would have you couldn't have it if you were ever to have it go over multiple games. It would have to be scenario because otherwise it wouldn't make any sense. You couldn't just have like a um, oh, what's the Lord of the Rings version of it? Uh, always, 
battle, oh. battle something or the other. Uh, battle campaign, you, you, you'd find it really hard to just have one where you have loose battles. For me, it's either like a one complete one-shot scenario and you're done with it, or it's like, oh, it's the three phases. It's like him hunting down the henchman, him finding the middleman, and then him finding the big boss kind of thing. So, um, yeah, fun, fun, great ideas there. Um, gentlemen, anything else to add to to your war games, to, to the oh. thoughts and theories or something you'd love to see? Well, how how would we be able to balance that though? Because like, as as again, how like I'm not I'm not I'm not super into the horror and things, but obviously some of the villains and things, you know, would be a bit open yeah. compared to you know some yeah. poor man ones. Like, how would we help? That's the point. <laughs> do that. But that that's the whole thing. Like, you could have scenarios that do take those horror, like certain horror, certain icons horror. come out have, have don't have advantages in certain things. Like Freddy only is dangerous in the dream realm in the real world he's just like a normal dude with a burnt face and um sausage uh, scissor fingers that uh, knife fingers god i'm even doing it now no i tell you what both of you no you're not having your, your we horror villains in my 80s 90s hero versus villains game all right sorry mate you have to be a real person i'm not having the sasquatch coming and ruin my game <laughs> he's a real person what do you mean piss off idiot I want the Loch Ness monster. Take That's the non Nicholas Cage characters with you. <laughs> it's not happening. Well, you know, things do happen, though. No. So, so, so can I have real life Ted Bundy? He was a real person. <laughs> Who's the hero versus that one? Local law enforcement. For- <laughs> no, no, it wasn't the cops. <laughs> Local Joe, Joe Blow. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one you want. Oh, boy. Oh Jesus! Or it's his um his partner who eventually turned him in because she got suspicious. Yep, <sighs> idiot, idiot, idiot. Oh, look, um, viral reports, terrible, terrible crimes. But he was a hundred percent very charismatic, so kind of why he got away with it for so long. Um, I want to move off that because that's touching way too much real <laughs> for me. Um, <sighs> any spin-offs? All right, so we've covered covered a lot of the the games or do you want to cover any favorite characters anything else you got for us drew since you got through your comic book and then we dragged you straight back to into my terrible 80s 90s game well the other thing that uh some people might not know as well that kingdom hearts has its own like manga yes as well which is quite good because like, i have a few of them as well and same thing as what we've talked about like three times already that kingdom hearts slash final fantasy era stuff people would 100% buy models of that like I have found some air quote and I call them poor man's miniature-esque because some of the quality does not look good oh so they look like my normal miniatures that sounds good <laughs> go on <laughs> <laughs> so it, like yeah I just think that they would have a an opportunity it's the same thing with like blizzard stuff Okay. Like some StarCraft or Warcraft characters, I think yeah, would you sell make that into, make and Diablo. Like the Diablo stat, like collectors' edition statues I've seen of Diablo is like fucking amazing. And um, I don't know if I don't know if they're official, but I've seen people starting to paint Dota two miniatures, yeah, which look pretty good. And I don't I've know if they're official. Too. So, so obviously an, another cool one would because uh, I'm I, I'm not a Dota two player. I play uh, League of Legends. Ooh. He plows salt mine. Yeah. It would, that would be very cool. Um, 
having like a League of Legends because there's they're gonna they're gonna come out with an MMO sh- shortly, which is apparently gonna be amazing as well. So there's a lot to a lot to take on there. Um, mm. I'm telling you, the the world the world itself, Drew. Whew, there is a lot of depth in there. There's some um, really really known writers actually write a, a, a few of the small stories about the characters. Um, so yeah. And there's a little, lot more depth just, in pieces. Just a quick question on MMO. Yeah. Don't make fun of me. This will be good. Does Pokemon Go count as an MMO? Hear me out. Hear me out. You can play with multiple people from around the world if you have a remote pass. And you do technically play together when you raid up. I, I had an argument with our, with our dear friend Stevie G about this a few days ago. <laughs> Because he was actually talking, him and Dress were talking about the uh, Riot MMO, and I was like, oh, the only MMO I play is Pokemon Go. And uh, got some hate thrown at me. <laughs> Sad face. So you're coming here looking for help. A little bit, yeah. It's just my um, little, little help. Webster's Dictionary defines MMO as massively <laughs> multiplayer online. So, technically... Boom, baby. That's what Is I tried it to in say. The spirit of it, though? Yeah, because you get extra points and you can pass extra missions um, by like, yeah, friends, sharing stuff more, with friends yeah, or people you've met, battling people nearby. Items. In your face, CVG. <laughs> I hope you listen to this episode. <laughs> All right, there you go. So, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where I see on this one, Drew. It does. It just. It's I, fair. I get why. You... You're a part of this podcast, Drew. I have you back. Uh, Thanks, bro. That was that kid's thing. Look, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, like, uh, lots of different places would would be making some really, really awesome tabletop games. Um, I'd also be there's only one other one I can think of that I'd love to see and that's an Assassin's Creed yes I feel like that would be an awesome MMO mm. uh, not not just oh, I didn't mean MMO I meant a uh, tabletop game um, because they could all be scenario based so you do it a little bit like zombie side or something like that yes so you kind of have like crowds and stuff you need to make your way through and or like you know trying to set up to kill one person, I guess like the same can be said from like um, Hitman. Oh, I love Hitman. To it. Um, that would be cool. Um, but yeah, I feel like any a lot of people would enjoy that. It is again like with a lot of so many games out there, you could bastardize some of their rules to make these cool games, and more often than not, you can find someone who's made a miniature. There, there is actually one for Assassin's Creed, by the way. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood of Venice, which came out in 2021. Oh, wow, it's a recent yeah. offering. They reckon it's, you know, one to four, best played with two, 30 to 90 minute playing time. Uh, just wait, dear listeners. I may come back with a review on that game. Um, I'll check that out later. Um, I actually have thought of an, of an interesting idea, I think. Okay. It's it's one of the biggest gaming franchises of all time that people people either flock to it or like certain ones. I personally prefer the earlier ones. I'm talking about the Call of Duty series. The reason, like, so character-wise is obviously a bit harder to do for, like, a board game. 
because you know it's just this sort of stereotype male female with a with a gun it's like how do you make that more call of duty-esque but i think if they made like a sort of story driven-esque board game thing made it sort of like blackstone fortress in a way where you had to like fight through some people to like capture a hostage or something like i think they could easily make money doing something like that if they came up with a good enough idea to do that search like, and destroy of course it's a real thing no 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 as in like the the game in the game oh, you could yeah. literally have like search yes. and destroy as a mission yeah 100% like because I remember I wrote a very extensive like Counter-Strike tabletop game of like ideas of what I thought about how when two players interact with each other they'll have a dice roll off and whoever rolls the highest has the like faster reaction time so they get to roll a wound because they shoot like sort of thing like I Thank you. Like, I was really impressed with that. It was one of the things I like wrote the most for. Like, it was like a good, like ten or so pages of actual rules and different weapon stats, and your characters had like set money to buy weapons and things, and sort of the thing as well. Because like, if you're good in older Counter Strikes, you could bunny hop. So to incorporate that in the game, when you move, you move to set amount of distance, and then you can roll a dice. On a six, you move six, and if you roll a six again, you can literally just bunny hop along and keep moving because you're getting your momentum and going along. Like, nah, fuck it, I hate it. Um, here's why: <laughs> <laughs> because I suck at those games already, Drew. So I know that your game will only try to dip me. Well, I never roll sixes, so it's never going to benefit me. Aim that I already have. Um, and this is the role yeah. I was about to say yeah. The, I think we're all good. we're all in that boat where no one's going to roll a six. Yeah, so thanks a lot, Drew. I'll be shooting last <laughs> regularly. You can fuck right <laughs> off. Well, it's fine. On, in a, on a plus side, I'm looking at the Assassin's Creed game, and it actually looks pretty sick. Not going to lie. But just, just to try and put the head <laughs> a little bit from my good, bad no, no, wait, idea. But could you get different armors and stuff? Because if I'm going to shoot last, then maybe I get my guy with a shitload of armor. That's all I'm saying. If, yeah, if you maybe, buy armor, yes. Every time Jermaine gets shot in the head, so your armor doesn't matter and you spend more money. Uh, it's CS, man. You have to buy your own armor. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, look. I um, I love it. I'm a big fan. I think that's... that's um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's always cool. I, th- I think to our listeners, if you have a great idea, just run with it. Just... Write it down. Jot some notes. Maybe. Kickstarter. Boom. Yeah, well, if you flesh it out enough and if you can find someone talented enough to make models. Uh, uh, are, are they still doing Shark Tank? Are they still doing Shark Tank? No, oh, you don't even need Shark Tank anymore. Kickstarter is literally your way of getting around Shark Tank. P.S. This is not a, this is not a <laughs> Kickstarter. Oh, boy. What, what, Drew? What did you find? Devil May Cry board <gasps> game is a thing. <laughs> Please, my penis can only get so hard. <laughs> what do the models look like, though? Let's, let's see. I mean, that angle is not a very flattening angle. Flat, flat That's what she said. <laughs> Love it. Mm. Oh. They don't look... S- okay, okay, that angle makes them look a bit... They look okay. 
The Assassin's Creed ones actually look better in order. The Assassin's Creed one looks amazing. I just had a look and it's, but, likely, it's likely that sometime soon I'll buy it. Yeah. Drew, are you looking at the ones that are just um, the red on the red and the white? Yes. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, the models themselves look cool, but uh, the fact that they're just like blood red or just plain white just gives me the. Oh, well. Yeah, and apparently there's a Bloodborne board game as well. Oh Hello. yes, I saw I saw that one. Yeah, that's why mm. that was that was going to be go. another one of my other ones for a game was the Bloodborne series. But I saw there's obviously Bloodborne and then Soul as well. Um, yep. for those ones, which is yeah. Because I knew there was a Dark Souls game. Like, I knew that existed. But I didn't know about Bloodborne. That's pretty cool. Okay, those minis look really sick, actually. If they actually come out in that quality, is a different story. <laughs> gotcha. It really just goes to show you everything that can be out there. I mean, I've just seen... I don't know. It, there's a Peaky Blinders game. <laughs> oh, that's all. What do you, you don't already own that. No, what do you mean? Never mind. That's just a card game. That's fine. Yeah, I just there's so much, so much out there, and I yeah, I'm here for it. I'm I absolutely love it. I am um, I'm a huge fan of board games in general. I love them. I think they're great. I think they're a, a fantastic way of like again spending time with people, not playing like playing a game that's not online um yeah just getting getting the boys together and having a few drinks brewskis and usually figuring out a game from scratch because no one's played it before um, <laughs> classic risk yeah oh classic everything oh bloody there's even a horizon zero dawn game yeah. board game yeah i almost bought that almost man i've been living not well apparently yeah apparently we've been living under several rocks I have not. I have many of them. Um, I, I can tell you right now, Kickstarter is... I, if I could somehow charge that annual bill to something else, I'd love to. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, look, I think the big takeaway is, if you have an interest, there's a game for it. That's all. And if you don't have... A, if, if there's not a game for it, you can make, make one. it. You could easily make it. You got two hands, probably. Maybe ten fingers if you're lucky. <laughs> I mean, that's the big takeaway: is Drew will be counting. I will always count, my friends. Uh, I'll be it's a gift and a curse. My fingers and your toes. <laughs> um, how good? Uh, I think that kind of that kind of covers it. Everything. Anything else, lads? That you wanna you wanna offer up? Um, just having a little... There's a Nino Cooney board game as well. No. no. There's how do I not know these things exist? Like, some, it's probably a good some, thing because you know. Better not made board games, and I feel like Nino Cooney is one of them. Don't at me, people. Um, I just feel like that's a game best enjoyed um, in the game. I, a lot of the the appeal of Nino Cooney is its charm in the world that it's in, and I feel like that's a little bit harder to kind of bring together. You'd have to. Have these models of, have some charm. Yeah, you'd have to have a lot of. A lot of Pretty kawaii. Uh, accoutrements to kind of really make that game pop on the tabletop. Um, whereas it's far easier to sell these dystopian future board games because at least that way you don't need a whole new set of terrain every time you buy a new one. I, well, I guess... Yeah, okay, because like not really... You know, not 
being able to play the Devil May Cry games and stuff and mm-hmm. Nino Kuni without actually knowing would it have a lot of replayability is the biggest question. Like stuff stuff like Curse City, I Blackstone Fortress, the, yes. Yeah. But I would these the second one, that's the question. The second game uh, on PlayStation Because the the game itself looks like the board game itself looks kinda interesting. Mm. But I mean I'm I'm real keen on the Devil May Cry one now that I know it's a thing. You know, I hate myself. <laughs> but I've heard that I've heard that kind of voice before. That's that's a man that's a man being weakened. You can feel his resolve dripping away. Just throwing my wallet at the screen. Yeah, that's not how it works, mate. Yeah. I don't buy online, we know this, so like do I put money into the vending machine it, it, screen? Uh, <laughs> yes, you, you, you. It makes life much simpler for you. Whereas I'm just like, oh, I'll just, uh, I'll just buy this right now. This won't come back to hurt me. <laughs> before we end, before we end the main segment, guys, oh, I just want to say I've yes. just got one more idea one more. for oh, a yeah. tabletop game. Good. Okay. Have you Googled it to see if it's already a thing? I, not not by mistake, four no, times. No, I, 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 I'm like almost 99% positive this doesn't have it yet. Now, similar to what Aaron and what we were discussing, uh, obviously, for the, the 80s, 90s action hero one. I love, I love the idea of that. Hmm. Resident Evil. No, there's already Resident Evil 1 games out there. I already, already checked that up. Yes, yep. there is. I just looked as well, thank you. <laughs> I'm thinking every single... Nicholas Cage character in a in battle on a board, bam, and we'll rip off the name of his latest movie. We'll call it the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> I'm sure you'll love that. So we can get sued on multiple. No, no, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. I, I believe Nicholas. Oh yes, I like that, Drew. Um, <laughs> um, I do believe Nicholas Cage is actually a hobbyist. Oh. Oh, he's totally going to be on board. I can feel it. You can feel it. Yeah. Or am I... Th- I well, I know what you've got guys like Jason Momoa. Uh, Vin Diesel's a big D&D guy. And our old man, Henry Cavill. Yep. I was about to say the Witcher guys. I can't remember his name. Yeah. You know, it's not just... It, it's, you know, it's... It, not... It, it, it's the, the hobby isn't just for, you know, the unwashed masses and and things like that you know the handsome people do it too it's for everyone i think you'll be um surprised how many people you can trick into a trick into playing for an evening <laughs> oh well if you got i don't know one of those fancy drinks not wine the tropically flavored mimosas cocktails yes cut that we'll cut that we'll cut that cut that in post no, we'll keep that one right in there, Drew. Are you talking about Rufus? <laughs> Double down. I, I I do know Roof Seal. He's a good friend of mine, actually. Does a very good work on the uh, the tiles and roofs. Roofs. All right, all right, all right. Wow. How good. Well, that, that's another one. Uh, surely there's a World of Warcraft board game, right? I mean, I personally don't like WoW because it killed the story of Warcraft Three, one of my favorite games of all time. But... I like the, the oh the yeah, it's it's already a thing. Way more than I ever enjoyed the MMO. I get why it went MMO, and I get why it was fantastically popular. Because um, people were simp's, that's why. Yeah, um, but I just I, I I'm always 
I guess, bitter about that particular MMO because <laughs> of what it took from me. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, this model is one of the worst models I've ever seen, and it's a World of Warcraft figure oh, for the okay. board game. One of the terrible things I've ever seen. Oh, and then I clicked on the second picture. That's <clears throat> horrendous. Oh, boy. Because uh, the, uh, the old... Um... It is not... It does say 2006, so maybe that is its saving grace that it is potentially pretty old, so it's kind of a pass, but they are not good. Oh. Is that, at least the 2006 does save it, because uh, models come in leaps and bounds in 15 years. <laughs> like, uh, all, yeah. all I'm going to say is the closest I've ever come to playing World of Warcraft was watching the uh, Love, and War, uh, Love and World of Warcraft episode of uh, South Park. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> what a classic I did um, I did play two weeks for like the free trial just to get involved um, and I said thank you at the end of it and never never went back so um, I've had my full experience uh, with World of Warcraft oh, I'm going to stick to the Diablo universe I think seems there's a new game next year my man well, and also right now Diablo 2 remastered is half price oh hell yeah I just bought it yesterday. <laughs> Shout out, Blizzard. Sponsor us, please. <laughs> um, no, Blizzard. I won't be selling out to you. Even if you can get your hooks in on him. Um, look, I'd love... Uh, <laughs> I love Diablo as much as the next guy, but I'm unwilling to hook my my chariot to Blizzard and their road down the hill because they are certainly not on top of the mountain anymore. Um, cool. I feel like I've... Talk down about Blizzard and now <laughs> I need to move on. Uh, that's it. Is is that it? Is, is there no more offerings? Until we think of something else good to say, probably. No, no, because as soon as I end this segment, I'm gonna require you not to bring up any of this stuff for a while. No. Um, because that's what we are. We're a progressive podcast here, ladies and gentlemen. We're always thinking of, thinking of the new, and I think the new to take away from this one was the '80s, '90s heroes versus villains. And not Drew's terrible, terrible, terrible offering. Oh, well, I'm just counting the fact that I count fingers. <laughs> Guys can take whatever you want. <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I love that you're keeping your, keeping your mind on those digits and toes. Um, cool. Done? Done. We're all happy with where we're at now. Are we happy with our ideas, our offerings? What we're Tick giving it. out? Tick it off. We're ticking it off? All right, excellent. There's um there's some great ideas in there, and hopefully you dear listeners have gotten um something to take away from because I know that we've we've some laughs a, at least a few <laughs> that we've kind of um we like the idea of, but also uh, we've listed more than enough of ones that actually exist. Um, so big advice is if you uh if you look, you shall find. Um, and if you really feel the need to back something. <laughs> Kickstarter is only a couple of clicks away and we'll have always something to take your money away from you. Um, thanks for this segment and let's close this one out now and we'll be back shortly uh, with a little bit of wrap up and a hobby tip. Welcome back. Yes. It's the end of another another show. Thank you so much for making it this far. Um, sticking with it. 
kudos to you. You have the endurance of a great, great ox. I was going to give the ox a color, but then I couldn't decide which one. Not a, not a mammoth? Mm. No, well, not a mammoth. No, not a mammoth. It was an ox. I went with an ox and I'm not regretting it. Um, okay. Time for the greatest time of the weeks. Each fortnight. I shouldn't have said the weeks, but it's each fortnight. And we give you a little <laughs> a little gem, a little hidden treasure. Um, usually when I say something cheesy like asking Jermaine to drop some wisdom. In fact, I'm going to drop some wisdom for hobbyists. Hold your breath, but not for too long. I have been procrastinating. I know. I know. Terrible of me. Um, so my hobby tip is setting aside, setting aside hobby time. And I mean constructive hobby time. Uh, so actually face on time with your models or doing something hobby based, whatever it is, setting aside that hour or half an hour if that's all you can afford. But literally time in your calendar or your busy schedule to do something. Because I tell you this right now, I have been enjoying hobby in different forms. Currently it's been the Warhammer Total War number three. I, they have had the Immortal Empires up and I have been playing and playing um, for for the record. I love Carl Franz and he is fantastic and I can't wait for them to I release I think that's an understatement, just for you out there. Yeah, no, love is an understatement. No, look, he's great. So yeah, so that's my big hobby tip for this, this week is constructive time, constructive hobby time. Um, I feel like it is easy and that's probably why we talked about it in the first episode. It is very, very easy to kind of get lost in the in the week by week shuffle. Um, I know that for me, when I get home, the last thing I sometimes want to do is something constructive. Sometimes it's as easy as sitting on the couch and doing stuff all. But um, yeah, it's be true to yourself. You're gonna get something more out of it and all that kind of jazz. You only get what you only get what you put into it. So yeah. Drew, hobby tip, please. All right. This is sort of a... I mean, most of my tips are generally painting-related at the moment, let's be honest. <clears throat> my tip for this week, well, Fortnite, rather, episode, wisdom, is don't be afraid to make mistakes. Ooh. So... I don't know if it's like a general hobbyist thing... Or if it's just me in general, but whenever I paint something, I feel like, say a space marine, because everyone's probably going to paint one of them one day, just because yep. like the panels of the thing and then the armor sort of thing. I kind of that mindset of like, if I'm painting the trim or something, I can't hit the armor, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. So like you know, I'll tense up real hard and I'll grab the model too hard, and then inevitably I'll just make a mistake. Where literally, if you make a mistake, you can just re repaint it. Like it's it's not really a big deal at all. And if you have a spare brush on hand with just a little bit of water in it, if you're quick enough, you can like soak it up and wash the mistake out. But yeah, like since I can, it's probably only been about two years or so that I've been painting with more of a friendlier of like you can make mistakes you can just literally go back and fix it like it's not the end of the world and it's actually made me 
I think a little bit more accurate in the sense of like where I'm putting my paint and a lot definitely a lot calmer and like hands and muscles don't tense up as much because you know oh if I do that it'll just take me another five minutes just to cover up here like the things that really do obviously are annoying is when you've got like a really good face and you hit it and the soak up trick sometimes won't work but as an overall like tip yeah don't don't be afraid to make mistakes because like it does not matter how good of a painter you are golden demon level or whatever you're still things are inevitable when you you know you are going to hit a leg or an arm or something when you're something happens at home or something and you look up and your brush comes up with it so yeah don't be afraid to make mistakes yeah that's fair you can get a bit of uh painting paralysis if you if you always fear to to make that yes one crucial. and I, I struggled from that a lot i was like no yeah. it has to be perfect yeah and that, that, that's good that's yeah, thanks, Drew. That's I think that's a good tip. It's nice. Probably user-friendly tip. It's just, uh, yeah, mistakes will happen. That's just part of the process. Um, and if you're painting rank-and-file models, it just doesn't matter as much anyways. So. You just put them ones at the back or in the middle where they're yeah, like soaked up? Nah, just put some um, some layers of dirt, dirt or like whatever terrain basing you're doing and just kind of blend it in. No one will notice and no one will care. Um, Jermaine, hobby tip. Uh, the worst thing is that's exactly how mine was about to start out. It was exactly almost word for word what Drew said. <laughs> so that that's, but I've actually got one that technically is in the same realm anyway, and it sort of leads on to that anyway. One, what mine was going to be around as well is don't get discouraged when you're starting out. You know, you can look at other people's models. You can look at their paints, how they've put stuff together. And, yeah, you, you could sit there and go, well, shit, I'm never going to become that good. It's something that you, everyone, I think, when they first start, has that exact same train of thought. You're not alone. Um, so, yeah, don't you don't get discouraged with that. You you will find your own inspiration. You will find like through time practice, you will get better. I mean, I still haven't and we've been doing it forever. Well, at least that's what it feels like. Yeah. But I'm a, yes, I'm a lot better than I was when I started. But, you know, as a part of that, one of the things I would say to help you not get discouraged is essentially, I would say starting small, you know, work your way up to what you want to do rather than just try and deep dive into something crazy um you know don't go in and buy like 60 paints or a whole bunch of figures and then just look at it and go well that was fucking expensive like that's where a lot of these packs that you know games workshop do have with the smaller uh different kill teams or warbands etc are, are a really good starting point or hell even you could just go pick a singular model the model of yeah, the month. exactly. Yeah, I think we've talked about this previously where um, Games Workshop are currently doing a model of the month where you go in and ask for that model of the month and you paint it and you can try that new technique. So again, like I feel like what Jermaine's saying there with um, with a bit of like, hey, you, you try it, you're trying, you're doing a technique that that artist that's showing you has done a thousand times. All right, and it's okay if you don't get it perfectly one go. It's okay if you don't get it perfectly in the, the next 10 or 100 or however many times it takes but like if you are tackling something and i feel like that's the they've gotten 
Games Workshop show you a certain way to paint something, and it, again, it kind of blends both of what you guys were saying. It drew it, they hit it perfectly every every time, first time, and you can get really discouraged and have a bit of paralysis about that. And Jermaine, like, they'll do an effect where they'll get it perfectly, and you'll be like, I didn't, and and that can that can suck, but uh, it's it's about learning from each time you're painting from it, and also about keep keep trying. So. There are going to be heaps of hobby, heaps of hobby painters that do wonderful things, and they all started somewhere, and so can you. So, um, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't replicate one of their models all in one go. I feel like that's a good way to get hobby burnout real, real quick, um, because you're going to probably, you're going to get to the end of that model, it's probably not going to look exactly the same, or it's going to take you what would probably be like months and months and months, and maybe not worth your effort, but it might, you might learn something from it too. So. Um, the field is open, but yeah, be be kind to yourself. I feel like that's what we're at. set aside some time and be kind to yourself and your painting abilities. I feel like that's that's the main message for the hobby tips this week. Um, pretty good, fellas. Real, real nice, nice uh, high five to everyone there. You know, be good, <laughs> be good. Don't spend too much money. Talk to your mother. <laughs> Somebody call your dad. It's Father's Day. Um, yeah, look. I think that's good. Yeah, I think I think that will do just fine. Uh, so again, from us, uh, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we will catch you next time. I'll straight after this, I'll just drop all the all the links and the socials if you need to catch us. Bye Peace. Bye. As always, if you're keen for more hobby content or want to reach out with your thoughts, comments, or segments you'd like us to cover in future, uh, feel free to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Insta at Rolling With Ones. Or you can try us at our email, which is rollingwithones, and that's the number one with an S on the end, at gmail.com. From Andrew, Jermaine, and myself, bye for now.